Well, a very blessed first Sunday of Advent to all of you. Everyone, as we know, each of our liturgical years in the life, liturgical seasons, excuse me, in the life of the church has its own feel to it, right? Advent, Lent, Christmas, Easter, ordinary time, whatever it may be, there's a certain feel to those seasons. And Advent is one of those seasons that also has its own feel to it. So what's going on during the season of Advent? Just to set the tone here a little bit. Oftentimes, it's meant to be a bit more subdued. So maybe preaching in which I'm not yelling, right? More subdued. Um, liturgical colors, right? We got this purple thing going on up here. Um, it's a sign of penance, of preparation, the color, or the color for uh, penance and preparation. We have our Advent wreath right here to my right, to your, to, to your left, if you will. Our candles burning each week, uh, one, two, three, four, the four weeks leading up to Christmas. Um, in addition, just to highlight something that'll come here in a few moments, um, for our music during Advent, you'll notice in the pews we have a different color uh, pew card for the mass parts. Typically it's blue during ordinary time, Easter and Christmas. But for Advent and Lent, um, we do a different liturgical uh, mass setting. And you'll find the music and the words on this purple colored um, pew card for your convenience while we sing the mass parts. In particular, the Holy, 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 and the Lamb of God right before communion. Um, during Advent, we're going to do it in uh, the Latin. You'll see on the one side, it says Latin chant mass. On the other side is the English. But for Advent here, we'll be doing the Latin side. It's something we've been doing long before I came. And so uh, it's something we will resume again here during the season of Advent. So, like I said, we know that there's a certain feel to it. Uh, what I want to do this evening, this is what priests do when they don't have a homily, uh, I want to point out and draw your attention to our Breaking Bread hymnals. And if you go to, go to page 32, pay, please go to page 32. So you'll see there on page 32, our gospel just proclaimed by Deacon Terry, Luke chapter 21. I want to just point out a few things, and I thought it'd be most helpful if you have the text in front of you as I try to hopefully break open this rather strong words from our Lord, hopefully in light of this Advent season. The first thing I want to point out is notice the first five words of this gospel. Jesus said to his disciples. Everyone, how often when we read the Gospels do we hear them as Jesus speaking to me? Right? Jesus says to his disciples. Well, that was true then, 2,000 years ago, to the people who heard him say this, but it's also true when? Now. Why? Are we disciples of Jesus? If the answer is yes, then these words are for us. These words are for the disciples of Jesus. Always keep that in mind. How often, right everyone, do we hear people say, I wish I heard God speak more to me. What's my advice? Pick up the Bible. It's full of thousands and thousands of words of God speaking directly to you. Jesus says to his disciples. All right. Now, this first part, it's kind of dramatic, right? He's talking about the sun and the moon and the stars falling and seas and waves and all this kind of dramatic language that Jesus sometimes uses to describe a certain reality 
that quite honestly has not yet come. And what would that be? The end of the world. Jesus is preparing his disciples that this world, as you and I know it, is not eternal, right? It shouldn't come to a surprise to anyone. It shouldn't sound too radical in any sort of way that Jesus is preparing his disciples for the second coming, right? That isn't something just crazy evangelical Protestants say or whatever it is. It's something we believe too, that the second coming is real. And Jesus describes it in this way. Now, it's important to highlight that first century Christians did believe the second coming was imminent, meaning it was coming quickly. Well, here we are 2,000 years later, when's it gonna come? And we of course know that certain calendars and different cultures have tried to predict this and they've always been wrong because here we are, we're still standing, right? It hasn't come. So when is it coming? The point is, it will come. Now, I think the best analogy I have for this is we all know the fragility of life, right? Anyone who has lost a loved one, especially in tragedy, you know that life is very fragile and it can turn on a dime, right? When I was 17 years old, one of my first cousins rolled his car and was thrown out and was killed in a car accident. I had nine cousins. The next day I had eight. 17 year old, I knew that life was very fragile. And I think the point that Jesus wants us to take away from preparation for the end of the world is knowing the fragility of life. Knowing how quickly things can end. And knowing that Advent is a season of what? Preparation. A season of readiness. If I rolled my car tonight, would I be ready? If Jesus' words came true tonight, would I be ready? That's the point. We always want to say tomorrow, next year, another day. No. Readiness now is what Jesus is preparing his disciples, who are who? Us, to have. All right. Second paragraph. Skip all the way back down. All the way down to the second paragraph. It says, beware that your hearts do not become drowsy. What does that mean? Beware that your hearts don't become tired. <laughs> 6.30 Sunday night, Thanksgiving weekend. Funny, right? We're a little drowsy, aren't we? We're a little tired. But I'm not just talking about in a physical sense from having eaten all weekend and now it's wearing off. I'm talking also in a spiritual sense. Beware that your hearts, meaning your souls, don't become tired. Everyone, does that describe you at times in your spiritual life? Being a bit drowsy? Being a little tired? Being a little sleepy? Jesus is saying, beware that you do not become tired. And then he lists three things that make us tired. I don't know if these sound familiar to you, but this is what he says. From carousing, from drunkenness, and from the anxieties of daily life. Huh. It sounds like maybe he was talking to us in the 21st century. Being tired from carousing. 
I don't think that word needs a lot of explanation, but I think, you know, it means sins of the flesh. Everyone's sins of the flesh make people tired, don't they? They think it gives them life, but it actually makes them tired, especially in a spiritual sense. Next one, drunkenness, overeating, overdrinking, overindulging the sensual pleasures of life. Once again, does that make people drowsy? I would say, yeah, right? Lastly, anxieties of daily life. How many people are burdened by just the daily grind? Day after day after day, same old. They become drowsy from anxieties of daily life. What is going on in this world, they say. When will this end? What is going on in all these places? And we think that we have to take the problems of the world on our own shoulders. We don't. Jesus is saying, watch out, everyone. Make sure you're not becoming tired from sins of the flesh, from overindulging in food and drink, and from being burdened by this world. Okay, so what's the answer? Jesus says, be vigilant, be ready, be watchful. Does that describe our attitude right now? That is the posture, everyone, of Advent. Vigilance, watchfulness, readiness. You know, we talk about Advent being a time of preparation for Christmas. That's true. But it's ultimately a time of preparation for Jesus, for his return, but also for him to be more present in our life. I oftentimes try to approach Advent this way. What do I want God for do to, what do I want God to do for me at Christmas? Everyone, can you name that? Can you name in a particular way right now in your life what you want God to do for you? Do you want him to wake us up? Do you want to know him more personally? Do you want to know him more intimately? Do you want to know him on a more day-to-day level, on a deeper level? Everyone, I hope we can all name for ourselves, maybe for our families, what it is that we want God to do for us. And if we're aware of that, then we're giving room for God to do that. But if we're drowsy, and we're sleepy, and we're tired from the flesh and the world and food and drink, then it's hard to receive what God wants us to do. May this Advent be a time of waking up to the wonderful things Jesus wants to do for us.